0: to let you know when a segment of recording has been removed until we resume gaming. Episode 95. When last we left you, there was a big-ass um, pile of Kingdom turns all in a row. Yep. It dealt with Vaughn and Quintessa and Tristan and Michaela's romantic crises, all yep. sorts. Um, and... Stuff. And yes, so you are coming into Neth of forty seven twenty-one. Forty
1: seven
0: twenty-one, yeah, forty seven yep. twenty-two will be next year. Yep. Cool.
1: And beginning book five.
0: Yes, possibly indeed.
1: doing the very, very last bits of book four. I think we're all done with book four.
0: You are indeed done. All done with book four. Cool. You are beginning book five. Time heals no wounds. Dun dun dun. Dun 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 indeed. So Kalin is on his throne about his kingly business in the kingdom turn of Neth. Um, just as it comes towards the jo- the beginning of the bite of winter. Um, and a couple of things are happening for you. Uh for one thing, there is another hex deblighted in uh Vanhold from um,
1: Oh, from Lamashta. Okay, cool.
0: From Vordecai's influence.
1: Yes, very nice. So I have not actually done Neath as a Kingdom turn, but I figure we can, um do the plot, do some plot things first, or do the Kingdom turn in whatever order you prefer. That one. Ah, right in the middle. Yep. So th- that's interesting, because it's worn off Kai's actual lair. Uh
0: huh. As if what the Order of the Silver Twilight are doing in there is healthy. Mhm. Or at least, removing the evil from there. Yeah. That one has has yet to actually bite you. Yep. The Order of the Silver Twilight is just ticking away quite happily there. No horrible Cthulhu monsters have yet erupted.
1: Yes, it's, um... I feel extremely, um... Caitlin still feels vaguely concerned about what they're up to, but, you know, out of sight, out of mind is a premise that never gets anyone in trouble. Mm-hmm. It's certainly, um... taking a good few years for Hordecai's influence to gradually reduce... But, um, you know, it would take a a long time for Hexes to clear by the year. Yes. Which, of course, is the point. Yes. Nonetheless, only four four more Hexes to go.
0: Mm-hmm. Suggesting in four more years, that it'll be a... like it had never happened. Mm-hmm.
1: After... Well, not really, but um, it'll be like that land is ours again.
0: Mm-hmm. And after a four years, mm-hmm. well,
1: um, no, after a eight years, yeah. you
0: know, in all fairness, something, something.
1: In all fairness, piles of paper.
0: <laughs> in all fairness, piles of paper.
1: Okay, so yes, that happens in Lamashe. Mm. Hmm.
0: Also in Lama Shan because these are your these are functionally your kingdom events to end out Lamashan, which yep. we haven't done well you've been up. Yeah,
1: yeah, well I've been doing the downtime, no problem. So that's
0: so that is the thing that happens. Yep. Um, another thing happens which is, which is, which is. Um so you have been warned somewhere in there about Pytax building up their armies? Yes. Um, and it's more my military preparation. One of the effects that you see from this is that there are a number of creatures coming up from the lands in Pytax who are presumably being driven out by its increased militarization, or perhaps Erevehi um, is claiming... You know,
1: more, more hexes
0: more, of his actual more, more hexes, or he's, you know, harvesting lumber out of them, or something in that neighborhood. Um, so you have a bunch of animals that you weren't necessarily expecting popping up in larger numbers, and these are middlingly dangerous things. They're things like bears and wargs and that sort of thing, in numbers that you weren't necessarily expecting. So your kingdom needs to make me a stability check. To see how well you handled this, yep. how prepared and how, how how prepared in advance for this were you, etc. etc. Yep, it's a nice roll, and I make that
1: stability
0: check. Okay, so your scouts had anticipated this coming, yeah, uh, and you actually have some of your excess uh, uh, watchmen and armies and hunters out ready for this sort of thing, which means that you kill all these things with relative ease and produce a lovely additional trade in fur and leather mm-hmm. and meat and all this sort of thing. Uh, so your kingdom gains 2d4 build points. Oh, sweet. That is a... He is driving money.
1: Boosting my economy. Good. Okay. Uh, that would be five extra build points worth in trade. Yeah, A hey, welcome boost to a treasury, which is... Uh, not doing too badly, despite having failed last turn's economy check.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... The last thing that happens is, at the end of Le Marchand, uh you receive a... literally a visiting party from Milhorn mm-hmm. of... Um, a group of diplomats, ambassadors, and et cetera, et cetera. They are bringing you a letter and an invitation. There's no compelling reason it needs this many people to do so, but the way in which they're doing it sends a message which is not obvious to Kaelin, but is obvious to those with political mouse and, uh, knowledge, nobility, and savvy amongst your group. Who then
1: explain it to Caelan? Yeah.
0: Uh, so you have received a letter from Rast Salim to come and see her in Neth. Um, she has specifically requested you, Vaughn, and Tristan. Um, and... Uh, uh, specifically, she has requested the King and Queen and Vaughn and Tristan. Um, and your Grand Diplomat is inherently... Um,
1: kind of... It, it kind, kind of wound forms... up in this. Yeah.
0: Um, and she has also requested the presence of someone that you might not necessarily expect, your Treasurer... Right, Um, Not Quintessa by name, but whoever is in the position of your treasurer, and whoever is in the position of your diplomat, and Van and Tristan, regardless of what positions they're in or what they're doing in your kingdom.
1: Understood. So that means we'd be taking Svetlana, Tristram, and um, Svetlana, Tristram... So, who does that mean we
0: can leave behind? Uh, uh so, and Britain. So, so, you'd be leaving Akaros, yeah, um, possibly Michaela.
1: Yeah, I mean, we'd normally, um...
0: Chiefs of Scales, Huxley, the old Beldame.
1: We'd normally first. take Michaela on a mission like this, but I might be inclined to leave her behind on the basis that I'm not necessarily keen to leave the kingdom with no PCs in it at yeah. all.
0: So, what she's inviting you to is... Uh, on, on the surface, a big courtly ball, so it's yeah. going to be fancy-smancy yeah. pâtés and dancing kind of thing. Yeah. Um, much to kale's delight, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but she's clearly planning some sort of... Um, you know, if she wanted a casual meeting with you, she she talks about in the letter discussing proposals of mutual interest to your kingdoms. Yeah. Which means it's going to be something of considerable significance. Yeah. It's not just, hey, let's have a trade deal to sell this chunk of lumber, because we yeah. can do that without fancy balls and all the rest of it. Alright.
1: Well, it does sound like something I really need Michaela for, so I'm going to bring her as well. Oh. But, um, I'll leave everybody, I'll leave everybody that wasn't named there to keep an eye on the kingdom.
0: So that is technically going to be next month's event is the Grand Mivanese Ball. Awesome. Um, but you have been invited to it in advance so that you can actually get your ship together and things, unsurprisingly. Which I appreciate. You're not really talking about a big expedition there, like it, it would take you maybe a week round trip and that's worth spending a couple of days there. Yeah, yeah. Because Mivon's just below you. Yeah,
1: and we can we can literally, we can we can take a boat down.
0: Yes, you can, indeed. Because we've got a
1: um, we've got a river trade. You
0: may take your royal barge if you are so inclined. Yep. Yeah. All right, and so there is excited discussion amongst your council about you know what this is and what it could mean and blah blah blah. But ultimately, of course, everyone's just guessing. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and then the next thing. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. dun. Oh, we'll leave it there for the session. Ooh, your pokey. note pokey tongue face. Mm-hmm.
1: Why did you tell me what happened? It just started the session. I don't have to put up with stinky care things.
0: Yeah, of course you do. Um, you're attacked by 1d4 greater verdurous oozes, apparently. <laughs> Alright, fine, I'll move along with my life. Um, so... Kaelin, I imagine, sits down with the council, runs through a bunch of what could it be, what does it mean, where does yeah. our kingdom sit, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. By this point, you've got a pretty good pe- group of people who are pretty confident at their job. Nobody's yeah. terribly alarmed by this, no, you know. Um, the fact that your treasurer is wanted suggests it will be economic in nature, so yeah. Contessa's gonna put a bunch of papers together and that sort of thing on where your trade deals lie and what's worth this and etc. etc. etc.
1: Yeah. So I will, um make it plain to the people that we're leaving behind that, you know, they should repel any army, yeah. they should repel any invasion, but given we're leaving Akros and pretty much all our armies, you know, people, people who mess with us will be sorry. We're pretty much taking any, anyone with any vestige of diplomatic skills, but we'll just have to hope that Lillian can cover that, Lillian, Lillian can cover that void. Mm-hmm.
0: Alright, and then that evening, um, as you are basically down for the getting 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 ready to get down for the night, sort of reclining, vaguely heading vaguely heading for bed in your own quarters, that sort of thing, there is a knock at your door, but um, a very portentous knock. You can f- you literally feel it in your bones. This sort of echoing doong, doong, doong that goes through the room. And you know immediately what it is and what that feeling is. It's Titania effectively paging you, asking to come and see you. She's just endeavouring to do so in a normal way and failing. Yeah. <laughs> as she's wanted to do.
1: So Cailin will...
0: Go to the door, let, open it. Let her in. Um... Your guards are kind of just standing there looking pole-axed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Titania slips between them and enters the room and she smiles and gives you a bow. And she says, Kaelin Peacebringer.
1: Lady Titania.
0: It is good to see you again. I am here to discharge an obligation. An obligation brought out, brought about by the invitation you have received from Mivon.
1: Things are changing.
0: She pauses and sort of thinks about that. I would not say that entirely. Or if they are changing, perhaps they are finally changing for the better. The time of peace that has been upon you, I fear, is coming to an end. But if the next difficulties can be repelled, perhaps that will... Perhaps the time of peace brought about for your kingdom will be lasting this time, instead of but a transitory event. I have come here to discharge the obligations of Oberon, to show you what he would show you, and what he would not. If you will, open your mind to me, and she puts Her hands on either side of your face, in that sort of vague embrace, leans forward and kisses you on the forehead fairly intently. And there is this flash, 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 flash of visions through your mind. And you see a bunch of different things. Would you like me to read them to you portentously? Yeah, I think
1: read them to me portentously, and then
0: I'll read them in more detail. So, the first one is that there is a rustling through the trees seemingly perhaps brought on by the wind itself, and it is a breathless, very inhuman sort of whisper rustling through the trees that says, This forest is not meant for you, man of metal. And then with a flash, you are elsewhere. The clockwork king is standing in front of you, his face in a passive, cold clockwork mask as ever. This I think should make matters clearer between us. And he reaches down into what you see at his side, which Caelan has seen this sort of thing several times before. It's a bloody sack. You know, it's red and oozing at the bottom, and you know what that means is in there, and he reaches in with one gauntlet in hand, begins to pull out a severed head.
1: <laughs>
0: and flash you are elsewhere before you see whose it is. <laughs> and you are take taken away from that vision with sharp blinding pain as something hits you in the side of the neck and when your eyes dart to the left you can see a piece of arrow sticking out the other side of your neck and the pain is burning and overwhelming as you gurgle on your own blood (laughs) lovely (laughs) then you are standing by Akaroth's his eyes are bugging out of his head and for the first time ever since you have known him he seems less than eager for a fight
1: Mm
0: -hmm. he is looking out at something and he says that that is one big army did I help us Mm -hmm. and then you are elsewhere again And there is a creature before you very much looking like a man, but obviously not. He is toweringly tall, you know, a good eight foot or so, with red skin, and he looks down upon you. He says to you, since my daughter has proven strong enough to survive the efforts to kill her, I have come to bargain for her life. And her offsprings. And then you cut away again, the sun is shining down, and then it is blacked out entirely by a shadow swooping over it. You only have a moment to recognize the wings and the tail of the shadow, a dragon, and then there is a foul mist being spat towards you. (laughs) And the last thing you see is Oberon, the tall, blue-skinned elven figure, but this time... Instead of being welcoming, he moves forward towards you and he raises his hands in a position as if to choke you. And his flesh changes to a hard, bark-like substance as he begins to shift and turn into wood. And vines wind out from around his wrist and up his, up his hands and shoot out towards your neck. His voice sounds a little regretful. And he says, This must be... And that is what you see. When you come back to yourself a moment later, Titania is just gone without a word. She has discharged her obligation and is gone entirely. And you're standing in front of the open door and the two guards are looking at you slightly quizzically, you know, your majesty. You've sort of obviously been staring off into space for a moment.
1: It's all right, lads. Good night. Good night. So Somebody, um... I I think for the purposes of this, because I think Bryn and I have our own rooms, but customarily sleep in the same yeah. room. And um, I so she sort of, but coincidentally, she happens to be elsewhere when Tantania yep. picks the night to do one of these things, and as um Bryn comes into bed, uh, I fear. Oh well, love. I fear trouble's coming again. I hope we can. I hope we can weather the storms we have weathered the others.
0: Hmm. What's happened?
1: I had a vision.
0: Uh, Titania back again. and Faye. As much work... As much trouble as help. Maybe more trouble than they're worth.
1: We'll just have to manage, but uh, I don't like the looks of it.
0: Talk to me. <laughs> and you can... Fill her in on what is happening there.
1: Yeah. some uh, um, dragons, big armies, people shooting me, cockroach king chopping off people's heads. We'd better be careful who we send into, um, well, Pytax going forward. The wind is changing.
0: Often is. What comes, whatever comes, we'll be ready for it. We'll face it together. We will survive. Our pack, and Cubs, and and Kingdom. I oh, give her a kiss. And mm-hmm. we settle in for bed. Mm-hmm. Cool. And that is it for Lava Charm.
1: Okay. Scary visions. Yep. Exciting. Exciting farm animal trade.
0: Yep, you may draw whatever conclusions you desire from your visions. If yep. you want to speculate at length, you are welcome to. If okay. you are welcome to move on. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm a bit troubled about being shot in the neck, but that seems like the kind of thing that I can survive. I'm probably most troubled about the giant army. <laughs> that, that, that's that, that, that troubles me somewhat. I'm, a um, I am a bit concerned the red guy might be Bruns there. Who I, knows? I hope I'm wrong about that. I'm excited about fighting a dragon. Not super keen on Obreon killing me, but I'm hoping I can
0: talk him out of that. Mm-hmm. But it must be okay. So then we roll on to Neff heading to the Bivadese ball.
1: Yes. So how do you want to do this? Shall I just do the
0: Probably kingdom? Turn- to do a kingdom turn in here?
1: Yep. Was so it that? Um, Customarily we do that part first and then the more interesting events like the east Ball. Caelan spends a little bit of time dealing with matters in his own kingdom and then leads an expedition southwards. Mm-hmm. Alright, so let's roll through a kingdom turn. It's been a while since we did one of these without, as just a regular kingdom turn without me, um, rolling through three of them at once. Three or six or nine of them at once. Okay, so, just, just roll stability. Yep. Ooh, that 20. I make my stability check. Indeed you do. And gain a bill point. Pay consumption. Fill vacuum magic item slots. I've still got one left over from the um, pile of things. So. I get a potion of cure moderate wounds. Yay. I'm going to uh, get rid of this wand of lesser extent metamagic. And buy the potion of cure moderate wounds. So I've claimed another hex of undifferentiated grassland in the green belt. Yep, excellent. So, I think. And built a farm, um, continuing to fill out the um, the main area of the green belt. is not definitely not fully claimed, but it's getting pretty close. And I have built a theater in Lakeview, being pretty conservative with my money in terms of the fact that I failed my last economy check proving to be a good decision, because I also failed this economy check. Cool. However, the um, treasury is not in terrible shape, as we've still got 34 build points, which is actually mm-hmm. relatively... Th- with, a, with a nice, reliable um, 14 to start and 20 per turn, we um, can actually cope with a few months of poor tax returns, which is what we're getting at the moment.
0: So, then you are on to kingdom events. Yes. Cool. Uh, so, anything that happens before the big trip south, the north. Yes, you have a visitor scheduled for an appointment in the form of Queen Veskit uh-huh. like of the Lizardfolk of Merkvale.
1: Haven't seen her in a while. Yep.
0: And she comes in to see you um, with a couple of lizardfolk with her, looking very smug, and you know gives you a proper bow and King Caelan's.
1: Queen Biscuit, it's been a while.
0: Indeed it has. Mirkvale and other places of my folk are thriving, thanks in part to our alliance with Stagthorn. One of my cleverer thinkers who has been studying with your umberweed... Has brought to my attention a new method of fishing that should prove of benefit to all of us. We have been trying it on a small scale in the swamp. And you get a presentation from the lizard folk where they say they have come up with a cunning new way of improving your fisheries. Ooh! Um, So what this basically means is this is not a long-term thing, it's a short-term thing. They've effectively got a way wherein you can basically fish up a bunch of deeper fish that you can't normally get to. Once you do so, you're going to pretty much deplete that supply for a while, so it's not an ongoing benefit, it's an immediate benefit. Or rather, it's one of those things that will pay off over the next couple of months, but for bookkeeping's sake, you get it all here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you gain a D4 build points for every fishery that you possess.
1: Ooh, that is going to be very nice.
0: Across all your, across all your lands, because it's not, it's an idea-based concept, it's not a geographically-based concept. Okay,
1: let me count my fisheries. Alright. Oh, that, that's, that's gonna be quite good. Alright. One, two, Sixteen. You can rethink this,
0: Sam. No? no, it's it's fisheries. That's what it came up with.
1: Okay. I'm up to sixteen. I don't think there's that many in Van Holt. Let's find out. Seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. Nineteen. Cool. So I have nineteen fisheries.
0: Yep. If you don't want to roll nineteen D four, I'm perfectly happy for you to take the average. Okay, so um nineteen.
1: Nineteen, 19.
0: times two point five. Cool. If you do want to roll nineteen D four, now is the time. Yeah. I do not.
1: Okay. That's um forty seven build points. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: As I say, it's, it's slightly less ridiculous in that they don't just, they don't just literally get fished out of the water and handed to you. Yeah. But effectively these are a string of long, sort of short term, short term immediate gains and then long term developments they can make to make your fisheries better.
1: Cool. Wow. (laughs) Of course this is, you know, this is the benefit I reap from investing heavily in fishing Mm -hmm. evidently. Yes, because um, because they contains several lakes which have quite a few fisheries in them. The um, the Hook Tongue Lake Hook Tongue, and um, the um, one that cool one in Varnhole, um, the one that's got the eels in it, Lake Silverstep. Yeah. And um, a number of our smaller bodies of water in the um in the green Belt. Turn out to have some, oh yes of course because there's a great big lake in, um in Stag, in, um the Greenbells as well. Yes. Turn out to have, Lake Candlebear, turn out to have several extremely large fish in them and, mm-hmm. we you reef a, um, Kaelin is enthusiastic and, uh, well as long as people other than me catch them, experience has shown that, I'm not a very good fisher myself but, this will be a benefit to all of us. Thank you, thank you both very much.
0: We are delighted to have been of service. I understand that you will be going to visiting Mivon soon, because that's not exactly a secret. Yeah. Way. Um, perhaps I might accompany you and share with Queen Rast Celene some of- inkling of these techniques and what our kingdom could offer them. You'd be most welcome to
1: the um. They've got quite a bit of they've got quite a bit of um water based trade and the like. I'm uh, sure they could benefit.
0: So Veskit is functionally inviting herself onto oh, that pile of uh, people going.
1: She brings me forty-seven. Along with a
0: handful of miscellaneous lizard folk.
1: Yeah, she brings me forty-seven build points. She can come along. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, she can come along anyway. The um. The I think that's a perfectly legitimate request. Mm-hmm. If um anybody at the um you know Liz, lizard folk are pretty cosmopolitan as these things go, and you know people are just going to need to get used to the fact that my delegations don't consist of one hundred percent human type people.
0: Yeah.
1: No, I'm totally happy to bring her along. Cool. Yay, forty-seven build Yes, indeed. That's um I might um I might think about um investing in a university next. Time. <laughs> Or,
0: uh... Well, I've been just thinking about that, says Tristan. Oh, yes. A university is a great plan for...
1: See, what they... Yeah, they want a cathedral or a university.
0: Then up to you what you want. If, if there's anything else Caleb wants to accomplish in his life, if not... Not particularly. We start making tracks for Vivorm. No,
1: nope, Caelan wants to get aboard. Uh, I think it would be awesome to um, d- actually do the downriver trip thing. So yep. we're going to commission or obtain a decent-sized boat. Yep.
0: Yep, so this is going to be a, um... You know, a decent-sized river boat, so yep. it's not going to be a staggeringly huge boat. Yep, this, so this is going to be a full palaver, because this yep. is now a proper royal expedition, so you have yep. yourself, the Queen... Yep. You, ...the, um, Counselor of Vanhold... The, uh, Viceroy of Vanhold, sorry. The, um... A bunch of other councillors, a bunch of guard bodyguards, army com- army people with you.
1: Would we be bringing the kids? I would imagine so. Yeah, but you cer- yeah.
0: certainly, um, yeah, en- entirely up to you. But um, the expectation is you get free babysitting when you go to the royal ball.
1: Yeah, yeah no, um, I think we'd bring the kids and to b- Bren and Mice too and Tobias as mm-hmm. well.
0: So yeah, everybody is sort of cruising, uh, cruising at your leisure down the river. You're probably actually in with the amount of people you'd be bringing more than one boat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sort of in convoy behind you, and you head down into Mivon, which I'm pretty sure is the first time you've visited it on or off screen.
1: Yes, Mivon has people have come
0: to uh, to uh,
1: me from Mivon, but no. Um, I think um, Caelan would certainly have been through Mivon once or twice in his younger days. Yeah. But you know, not necessarily very fu- having ha- having done big exploring in there so much as just having
0: crossed the kingdoms' boundaries at least once. So, as a gesture of hospitality, wrestling has sent you literally a couple of riverboat pilots to basically stand behind your guys and say, "Hey, this is what we know about the Vivenia's Mif- rivers: going yeah, here, exactly. here, here, and here." Uh, and what you see is that um, Mivon is indeed the riveriest of the river kingdoms. There are rivers running everywhere through it. Sort of every third hex has it has another decent-sized river going through it. They have a lot of big, high-end stone bridges designed to go well up and well down on the other side, so there's actually room for boats to pass under them. And in fact, even bigger boats than what you're driving in, some of these rivers you could get seaworthy craft up and down. And indeed, as far as you're aware, there's a route that goes straight out from here directly to the ocean. Awesome. Um, and what you see is Vivon's economy, which Tristan can Tristan and Quintessa can tell you all about at length, is heavily based around fishing industries and that sort of thing. They have a great deal of eels here, albeit not ones that are as delicious or as hideously hard to catch as the Silver Step eels. Stupid Silver Step eels, yep. <laughs> These are just regulation human brand the eels. eels. And... <laughs> um, but the, the the people seem very friendly and interested in what's happening. Lots of people come out to eye the riverboats, to see the visiting king, and you people sort of waving from mm-hmm. the side banks and that sort of thing. Awesome! And you can stand up there and do your royal royal no, wave. No, I'm banging. going to be
1: boosting kids on my shoulders so that they can see Brand- Brandon Micah. Cool. That's
0: the, that's their names, isn't Brandon it? And Micah, right? Brandon Micah. Brandon
1: Micah. Yes. I remembered it was B and Micah, I was just trying to remember the...
0: hmm
1: How big are they now? They've got to be getting on for two and a two and a bit. That's...
0: Uh, all right. Okay. So, Brandon and Micah are two and a half. At this awesome.
1: Point. So just about exactly as old as Lucas.
0: Yep, they're about to... Um, they, they will become three in Gosrum, which is about six months or uh, slightly less, four or four, five months from now. Cool. Um... And Tobias, as of this month, is seven. Ooh, nice. And looking like ten. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um i uh, Brandon and Micah kind of big for um are kind of big for two and a half. Yes.
0: Yeah. They mm-hmm. their Luke style children. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool.
1: So yes. Caitlin, however, is strong and can boost um. Even, even to Tobias us, yeah. us up on his shoulders to see the world.
0: You're probably keeping track of that relatively carefully, aren't you? So, in terms of how old you... Like, Caelan would be keeping track of how old his kids are and how when their birthdays are, and that sort of thing. I don't yeah. necessarily expect the player to have done that. Yeah, like. yeah, absolutely. Okay, so it would probably not escape your notice um, that and there's probably some debate about this concluded probably has been done deliberately the first night of this grand ball is actually on Tobias' birthday oh, okay Um, and he has he he would have been expressly invited whether or not you want to bring Brandon and Micah has been left to your imagination but the theory with Tobias is at age seven he's old enough to be involved at least in the sense of showing up and um, dancing and you know, being seen and that sort of thing.
1: And of course he's my heir.
0: Yeah. So he's the sort of, presumably the most
1: interesting one as far as politics is concerned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we certainly won't be taking... We, I figured Brendan and Riker would like the river we certainly won't be taking them to the ball. Yeah.
0: And so you are having a pleasant if, um, slightly cold boat ride on the way down there. Um... And in your sort of cabin, rather than your throne room, because yeah. even as the king, you're on a boat Yeah, yeah, and it, it's a
1: riverboat. It's, it's not
0: like it's a cruise liner. <laughs> there is a knock at your cabin door, um, and it is Svetlana with Tobias, and both of them are um, dressed up in their finery, sort of trying on what they'd be wearing to the ball sort of thing. And Svetlana smiles at you as she bows as she comes in. And she says to you very formally, "My king, I was wondering if we could seek an audience for your wisdom, for your wisdom and guidance." And she makes sort of little um, winking and pointing gestures at Tobias behind behind his back.
1: Of course, what can I do for you, birth?
0: Well, my son is particularly concerned about his first ever formal court appearance.
1: Yeah, I can see
0: that. I have been explaining based on what I have learned that uh, not everyone is quite as relaxed as Stagforn's ways. I expect this to be a song and a dance and a performance. I uh,
1: yes. The um, not every not every quarters is um quiet and peaceful as our quarters. Um. Our quarters. Proper way of doing things, but we do need to. When we go to other countries, we do need to put up with their way of doing things. And
0: Tobias sort of <laughs> under his breath, <laughs> <laughs> like li- literally, what you hear is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I'm sure you'll be. I'm sure you'll be fine, Tobias. You can't possibly be worse at these kind of things than me.
0: You can actually speak up. The king does, the, the king does not quite possess his wife's ears.
1: <laughs> What's up?
0: And he looks up at you with very big, sincere, worried eyes. And he looks at Svetlana and he says, Mama doesn't know how to lead in the dances.
1: Oh, do you want me to show you how to dance like
0: men do? I need a dad, someone to teach me. Absolutely. And Svetlana, you know, gives you this big smile and makes a few more of those winking and nodding and yeah. pointing gestures. This is what, what yeah. she's here for.
1: Sweet. Alright, so I mean, Kalen's dancing prowess, I figure the thing is he's got a few ranks of no, nobility and yep. royalty, thus he, he has some capacity at this kind of thing. And because it is a physical activity, it's something he's better at that he is, say, courtly manners and such. So, yes, I declare that he can do at least an adequate
0: yeah, job. Yeah, like, you certainly know um, what you are supposed to do, if yeah. not perhaps the most graceful executor in the world. Yeah. Well-known vaunted dexterity. And my
1: dexterity is kind of poor, but, you know, it's not like it's a negative number. And, in fact, it is a. I have a glorious plus one.
0: So... Uh, I will actually take some sort of knowledge danceneering role. Okay. Or um,
1: can I? Use whatever a...
0: it is you feel would be appropriate to observe the quality of Tobias's dancing.
1: Okay. Um. I kind of feel like knowledge, nobility, and, sure. and royalty. Given that he, we're looking at his formal court dancing. Sure. Okay. That's exactly the kind of um, level of. Kaelin gets an eleven.
0: Cool. So you show him the steps, and, and he is sort of... You can pretty much blast his, his bluff out of the water with your sense mode without really trying here, so I won't. Uh, actually, I will get a roll from you to see how much information you absorb out of this. Uh,
1: I just nat 20, naturally. That The one I could kick ass on, not, not the dancing one. Uh, that's a 28.
0: Okay, so he's nervous as hell about this. Um, There's several things here. He's he's more mature than a seven-year-old in terms of both his physical size and his maturity because he's got that orcish blood in him. He's the equivalent of about a ten-year-old. Yeah. Which means he's definitely old enough to know that girls are a thing that you're obliged to interact with them on some level that's different to, you know, what you do with your friends. But they're weird and scary and kind of ooky. But yeah. you have to, but he doesn't... It, it's like, I understand girls are a thing to be obtained. I don't really understand where or would, would want to. But... Yeah. So he's worried about that. Um, he's distinctly nervous about being in here with you, specifically. Um... This is the kind of thing where um it would be much easier to go and ask his father for advice if his relationship with his father wasn't so weird and all over the place and yeah. had Oleg leaning over the background of it. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: but I'm hoping that as he grows up we can yeah. gradually ease into more of a father role now that we have a bit yeah, more this context. Is, this is
0: kind of what part of what you're doing here. Sweet. Um, so he's he's nervous about girls, he's nervous about that, he's nervous about the look everyone's gonna be looking at you as you dance thing. Yeah. Um Caleb's nervous about that. And the thing is, as you watch him do this and you teach him the steps and that sort of thing, the more nervous he gets, the better he gets at dancing. Um in a way that you're not even sure that he is deliberately doing? Weird. It's like um like he's manifesting some sort of effect that is making him better at this. Not ridiculously so, but yeah. enough that you can notice without necessarily actually intending to.
1: Do I have any idea what kind of effect could achieve that
0: result? Uh, Well, you know his mother's a sorceress. Oh! And that she manifested weird powers at, at essentially, puberty.
1: Right, okay, yep.
0: You know, he'd be early for it, but...
1: Yeah, (laughs) you know... He's had
0: a pretty weird life. Yeah, he
1: has indeed. (laughs)
0: Um, And... Svetlana is in here with you doing this literally as your dancing partner. You you do this with a woman. She ducks very low and you do this with a woman because... As you understand it, Tobias will be expected to dance with all kinds of women there from people that are relatively his age to people who are 40. Okay, that's weird, but all right. <laughs> um, just as a part of the formality of the scene. Yeah. You know, they'll they'll play into him and dance yeah. slowly and play down. They don't expect him to keep up, but it's part yeah. of how the game is played. Because part of this is, of course, potentially introducing him to his future spouse. Yeah, yeah. Whether K would morph that or oh. not. Yeah. And at the end of it, he looks a, l- a little more confident. A couple yeah. of hairs more confident in what he's doing. Yeah. He's, was that,
1: was that okay? Yeah, that was really good. Cause um... You know, you've been doing well. You've been doing well training, but um, seems like you've got a bit of a knack for this.
0: I guess it's it's a little bit like fencing with Uncle Van. You've got to watch your feet and move around real quick. But if you start getting in trouble, you can't hit the other person.
1: No, but you can. um, Once you can. You know, finish that dance and then go get some snacks and um, stand stand with Svetlana for a little while, stand with your mum for a little while, and um, take a breather.
0: Snacks? Is it okay to get snacks? Yes, it's okay to get snacks.
1: Mm -hmm. And um, Kalen will give him um, some pointers based on how to avoid. Not you know continuously, but Kalen's developed a number of survival tactics these um, when he's been dragged along to these things. He doesn't tell him the one about ducking under the wall hangings and hopefully yeah.
0: notices, no, no one notices the big all clock. But... I'm, I'm not going to have to play with Brandon and Micah while doing this. I'm like, no, they will be sleeping or just far, far away from the ballroom. Yeah, they're too too—they're too little for balls. Oh, okay. And I'm i am not too little for balls.
1: No, you're getting pretty
0: big now. Okay, that's...
1: And you're the hair, eh? So that's a responsibility, but it's a responsibility you can get help with. That you can count on your mum and me and Van and and people like that. All the advice, all 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 my advisers are your advisors, too. If you're having some trouble, you can count on one of them to give you a hand.
0: Oh, I'll make our kingdom proud. Uh, I mean, you you managed. I mean, Uncle Caleb. Thank you.
1: (laughs) No problem. And um,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: you know. You can call me da if you want to, like Brandon Mike do.
0: Uh, I I don't wanna. What was the word that presume presume above my station station?
1: Who told you presume above your station?
0: Oh, it's it's something um, Auntie Niska said to me a, a while ago. <laughs> Well... She said that there were people that would be concerned about my station, and I should watch out for them.
1: Auntie Niska was a bit confused about some stuff. I wouldn't pay too much attention to what she said, if you can help it.
0: Yeah. Sweatliner in the background is making little... Cutting the throat, no, no gestures at you, and then nod, nod, smile, thumbs up. (laughs) Uh,
1: It's, um... I didn't want to make you feel uncomfortable when you were younger, but, you know... Oleg's been gone for a while, and, um, you know, I would be happy to be your father if you
0: want me to be. He looks very worried at this concept, and then sort of says, oh, oh, okay, um, Uncle Caleb. It's up to you. He gives you a hug. Mm-hmm.
1: uncles are less
0: scary I can be an uncle so uh, uh. mm. okay and out they go yes and then if there's feel free to jump at any point if you want to Yeah, Take control yeah, of right. of these scenes but otherwise the clock moves forward yep um, and your boat literally cruises into um, the sigh imaginatively named on City yep yeah. Capital of Miffon <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Well done, Pathfinder. <laughs> They're all like that. Want to know what the capital city of Pytax is called?
1: Pytax City?
0: No, it's just called Pytax.
1: Uh, that must be very confusing.
0: And the capital city of uh, the kingdom, the kingdom that is known as Fort Dreliv, is... Port well,
1: in all fairness, Fort Dreyfus is kind of the city in the kingdom because their king si- kingdom is one city.
0: Hall is the only one um, that isn't Van City. Yeah, <laughs> and it's better than fucking Catapesh. Everything's better than Catapesh.
1: Yeah, you should have named the city and the desert the same thing. Mm-hmm.
0: The city, the desert, and the com- and the country. Good point. Yes, they're uh, all named Catapesh. Yep. Yeah.
1: Just that was too. Having played Jade Regent, that was too many caterpillars.
0: Legacy of Fire. That uh, uh,
1: sorry, See, Jade, yeah. Legacy of Fire. That was too many caterpillars. See,
0: Jade Regent actually had you know Ming Kai had actual cities in it. Yeah,
1: which, which was, was just I as well. I not remember
0: what the major city is, but it's it's not called Ming no, Kai no, City. No, 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 no. Well.
1: We spent ages tooling around the capital, and th- there's like six different cities in there as well. Yes, because we went up and we went down and all that kind of thing. Yes. Anyway. Yes.
0: Back in Kingmaker Land. So, you come into (coughs) Mython City. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And you are greeted like the god-emperor of Earth coming in. Literally... Well, that's good. (laughs) um, People have... Like... Caelan would be pretty au fait with what is going on here and aware of this. Literally, like, the, the boats you're in have sent signals up the river to notify people we'll be there in, like, an hour... And when you get there, you are taken into the main docks, and there is, A, a big throng of people there, B, a bunch of delegates and things, um, waiting, waiting on you, um, there is not literally the royal delegation here at the docks, Raseline is not here, she is at the palace, Darvin Jot, on the other hand, is here, Oh sweet. um, dressed in what looks like very uncomfortable fineries on him. What you've got is this fairly brutal looking half orc with sort of scars all over the backs of his hands. Um, looking uncomfortable and fidgeting without his big orcish double axe, and dressed in like a silken high end nobles outfit yeah. You know, It's been tailored to him so it fits but he still squirms around in it and it bulges out in the wrong places and things.
1: Kaelin, dressed in his nobles outfit because he's, which he tries to avoid at all times but is pretty much lumbered with uh gives him a glance of brother, gives him an expression of brotherhood and fellow right. feeling. Yep. I would rather be in my plate mail but I have to wear the stupid outfit.
0: And when you... When the <laughs> of course,
1: Bryn, meanwhile, is still wearing um, muddy, and still wearing muddy leathers because, you know, we're all just being forced to accept that's what we're going to get. <laughs> and, and, you know, I kind of like that.
0: When the the ramp goes down and you all proceed down in l- literally a formalized order, which is a couple of guards go first and everyone pretends they can't see them, yeah. and then Caelan and the Queen go down, yeah. and as you go down you get doo doo from Ooh, trumpeters, trumpeters going oh. down, and you know be welcomed to be welcomed to the kingdom of Mivon, King Kaelin of Stagthorn, Queen Brynn of Stagthorn, and rah, you know the people. And then dropping out of announcing to the crowd, the diplomats will come forward and, you know, personally greet everyone and, you know, yeah. ladies, Svetlana, Leventon, rah, 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 around the table. And you are literally treated like royalty and ushered, ushered into the city. Well, I am mm-hmm. You certainly are.
1: And uh, not um, not of some little podunk, sec- secretly a mayor that actually a king, in kingdom anymore.
0: No, there is absolutely no question that you are... The thing is, you are a bigger deal than wrestling at this point. Your kingdom dwarfs Mivon by a moderate margin.
1: <laughs> yeah, yes, that makes sense because I've got quite a lot it, of land.
0: Mivon is the size of about a quarter of your kingdom. Right. Yeah. Okay. So,
1: because
0: it more or less makes up about one of those hex grids. Yeah. Of which you now have four. Yeah. Uh, part of which, part of your southern borders belong to Mivon now because you traded them some land. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: But they are not a substantively huge kingdom. If it, it's one of those things, like if it comes to war with you, you're probably just gonna run them over and there's only yeah. so much they can do about it. Yeah, but in all fairness, they just built up those big armies because Draylon was building up his
1: big armies. Yeah, but
0: she can see you doing it too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's fair. <laughs> um, and so, you are escorted through, um and basically, um, Raseline still does not come out to greet you because this is a very formalised affair and you're taken in, bedded down in fancy quarters in, yep. the car- in her castle for the night. Um, and then the next evening you basically have a string of meetings with her throughout the day and then formal ball in the evening. The next day you have... It, it, the theory is you establish whatever you're going to establish the first day have a ball have a day of less formal things looking around the city finding games that sort of thing then oh, another formal oh, ball oh, oh good Two, two, three nights of formal balls oh good <laughs> it's technically all the same event it's just yeah. happening over three nights you're just not obliged to be on all the time because in the intervening days you can um, be yeah, ticky yeah. to around round move on and see things yeah. in a slightly less formal insane capacity so. yeah um, Yay, 4, four, four. <laughs> So, when you... You basically... Night passes out you're not yep. attacked by murderous dragons or anything. Yeah. Thankfully. Uh, the next day, you go into a series of... What a lengthy meet-and-greets with the court, where you meet her council, and her council meet your people, and everyone shakes hands, everyone talks about the mutual prosperity of your kingdoms, and blah, 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 blah. And eventually you get to the good stuff where you yourself are in a meeting alone with Rast Selene. Cool. um, Getting down to why you've actually come here. Excellent. Um, And you are sitting in her throne room and she says, which is a slightly strange reversal for you. as you. Yeah, yeah, but you
1: know, it's good practice for me getting used to the fact that not every throne room is my throne room.
0: And she gives you a sort of formal bow and she says, Your Majesty King Caelan, I hope you're delighted with what you have seen here of Mivon and our great Mivon city.
1: Your Majesty it's good to see you again. It's been a while since, um, since it's been a while since our duel. Mivon's a lovely country. It's, um, neat to get a chance to see a little bit more of it. I, um, haven't been over the borders but, one- but once in the past and, um, it's exciting to be here.
0: I have brought you here for a reason, as I'm sure you've anticipated. I, I would like to speak to you about the possibility of merging our two kingdoms by way of marriage. And she...
1: Yeah, my face represents the, the realisation of a man who is, of course,
0: married already. Yeah. And she says... By which, of course, I am proposing an alliance of an alliance of marriage between myself and Van Thorne, or if there is a reason, if there are reasons that this cannot take place between myself and Lord Tristan Thorne. Ah. And she will then start to sit down with you and lay out what she's looking for here, which is lengthy and convoluted. So you yeah. get the info dump version, which is basically. Um, She is very explicitly not surrendering Mivon to you or proposing that you join the kingdoms or anything of the sort. In fact, she's quite against doing that. Yeah. Um, What she is proposing is that she wants to marry one of your brothers. Um, She is old for childbearing age. It's still possible, but it's on the slimmer side. Yeah. Um, If there is an heir, they basically get... Uh, put in the line for Stag... for, for the rulership of Stagthorn, depending on how you want to do that. And the theory is, in the heirs generation, Stagthorn and Bivon become one kingdom. Right, so it's like, um... Uh,
1: that's not probably a helpful example to you, but yeah, no, I, I, I get you. The, um... It becomes a. It's a. It becomes a, the kingdoms merge over time.
0: Yeah. So within the functional lifespan of the campaign, nothing meaningful would happen here. Yeah. Um, what happens for the next generation is basically, when Rastuslene dies, then there isn't a ruler of Mivon anymore, and the ruler of Mivon becomes the ruler of Vivon and Stagthorn, who yeah. might well be her son, and her her son or daughter and heir.
1: Yeah. But the thing is, even if she by normal um by normal heir rules um as my um as my older brother yeah Van comes in line follows um follows Brandon and Micah onto the throne his, yes and then his children and follow so. Yeah.
0: This the, this would essentially
1: wrestling, if wrestling had any children with either Varn or Tristram, they would be pretty far down the royal succession. Yes,
0: this this would enter wrestling and any future children she has into the line of royal succession. Potentially, if enough of you die off or whatever. Uh, yeah. It's it's a pretty lousy way for her to get on your throne. Yeah. But, um, that's not necessarily really the what goal. she's aiming for.
1: But it, do, it does make her... It would potentially make her part of
0: the family. Yeah, and there would be a base presumption in here that whatever her offspring might end up doing, whether they end up ruling or not, they would be a noble of significance and possibly a counsellor and whatever else in her kingdom. Yeah. In, in your joint kingdom, rather. Yeah. So, that is functionally what she is floating to you here.
1: <laughs>
0: huh. And, yeah, obviously she knows she's not going to... Like, she might well propose marriage to you if you weren't obviously already married. Yeah, yeah. As you are. Yes. Your bro- your two brothers are openly not married. Whatever yeah, other romantic complications they're having, they are not married.
1: And That's completely So, true. from
0: her external point of view... Yeah. This is perfectly valid.
1: Alright, so, um... I will um, say that you know that's an honor that's a that's a great honour for such a new kingdom as ours, um, and then um, proceed to float her on. What I want to find out is why. Actually, I shall, should should do this in character yeah. and stuff. What um what would um what would you what would your interest be in such a proposal? I mean, Livon's been around for a long time.
0: My interest is in Mevon, in my kingdom, and its future. And I think the way of that future lies with you. Mevon produces a great many good resources, strong and proud people, but Stagthorn is growing, and growing exponentially. I believe in your good intentions, as I do not believe in the good intentions of the Clockwork King. But when a queen sees two armies massing, at either side of her borders, because you're here, Pytax is here, she's not literally in the middle, but the two of you are diagonally opposed to each other, and she's sitting just off the side. It is wise to consider all my options, and the future of what will come. We have worked very profit. our kingdoms have worked very profitably together to defend ourselves against the armies, the sharing of land, which more or less you selling her the land in exchange for her armies but that's the way she puts it
1: yeah but you know that was a very good deal i needed the armies i didn't need the land
0: the founding of selenia the city that she built in the land you gave her <laughs> uh, over the top of a, if you remember she had an illicit colony going on yeah, inside yeah. the land
1: yeah yeah no and then they moved then that... they
0: moved it hastily to yeah. the legal land that you'd given them
1: yeah <laughs> And then they did their very best to fa- hide the fact that it had ever been there, which, as it turns out, was not quite good enough, thanks to my knowledge architecture and engineering.
0: I am I am looking to secure the future of my kingdom, and you are welcome to give me a sense motive check here. Yes, yes, yes I
1: and want to give I want to have a sense motive check. Uh, naturally, this one I don't roll a twenty-one; that's a fourteen. Okay.
0: So. From a certain point of view, her arguments make sense because if you elect to steamroll her, there's only so much she can do about it. Um, like at this point, Mivon cannot meaningfully stop you conquering them with the armies you possess, right? Uh, the various factions in Bravoy cannot meaningfully stop you, yeah. Pytax can meaningfully stop you, yeah. or at least fight you for it. And uh,
1: that's why that but that's why um, I need a Pytax sized army.
0: Daggermark can't fight you for it meaningfully, but it's very notable that Daggermark have never been in a war because the likeliest outcome is somebody will knife you in the head while you're asleep. Yeah. If you try going down that road. So Daggermark is probably not that worried about being invaded, at least in the sense they have other contingencies and other plans in that. Yeah. Um Rastaline doesn't necessarily have another good plan and just relying on your good nature is actually worked out really well for her thus far but she's thinking long long term here what happens 50 years in the future what happens 100 years in the future
1: I certainly I can certainly guarantee that Kaylin won't invade her kingdom yeah I can't actually guarantee that no future ruler of Stagthorn will ever invade her kingdom yeah
0: uh, and that is all you get out of that. You understand her reasoning and her logic. Yeah. You don't necessarily get, um... If she has hidden agendas there, or if there are hidden agendas or other reasons or other opportunities here, Taylor fails to perceive them. Yep. Yeah. that is 14. Damn it. And, um...
1: What, the other thing I want to try and feel her out on, yeah, um, and this is just kind of over, over a bit more time generally. Yeah, um, in the event that neither that Varnal Tristram were promised elsewhere, yeah, um, would she still be interested in an, al- in an alliance?
0: Uh, potentially, but. Significantly less so. You'd have to bring something significant to the table there, because I'm sure you can probably see why marrying into the royal line is substantially more appealing than marrying whatever else you've got available, or else, or, um,
1: or whatever. Yeah, yeah, or indeed, um, not all without that, not having that surety of yeah. involvement.
0: Yeah. And things like treaties to not invade her and that are pieces of paper.
1: Yeah, yeah. They're no only one.
0: worth as much as you're prepared to put into them. Yeah. So her, her attachment is definitely towards Vaughn Tri- or Tristan. Yeah. And she's quite open and sincere about the fact that she has no real... Um, her preference between them is for Vaughn in the sense that he is the older brother. Yeah. And probably more suited to her in temperament, or things yeah. considered... But it's it's definitely not a strong preference, and she's making no pretenses towards love here. This is entirely a political marriage. Yeah. And she's actively expecting you to go and discuss this with your brothers, as opposed to just tell her yay or nay today. Yeah, absolutely. So, but, Literally, this is the reason she's brought you here to float this proposal, and now you've got a good couple of days to piss around, move on, dance and sing and drink and fight and think about it.
1: Yeah. Cool. So yes, so I talked to her for a while yep. and um, you know discuss um, discuss like what's going on in Mivon in terms of what 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 the kingdom's history is, what they've kind of what they've kind of already built in there, yep. what they would be thinking of doing in the future, you know what we can bring to the table with our you know lizardy fishy wisdom, yeah, what they can bring to the table in terms of things that they have that we don't have, yeah. And, you know, what what this would look like in a bit more detail.
0: So, um, some of this you might already know, some of it she's happy to discuss with you. Mivon has literally been founded, um, in the same fashion that your kingdom was by an expedition from Bravoy. Right. Led by her, um, not led by her ancestors, but led by someone else. They have done their kingship by a sort of meritocracy system. Yeah. She has won it rather than inherited it. Right, cool. Um primarily by virtue of being one of the best jewelists of the river kingdom awesome um so mivon has been around for a decent while they're pushing about a, a hundred years or so right so yep. not not anywhere near as long as Brivoy, which was about 200 but yep. they are an established kingdom yeah and they literally like brevois sent an expedition down here and said okay there's enough resources here that we want to get in on this eel farming that's going on but not necessarily enough to try and establish a trade route a- and Mivon Brevoy used to stretch down Mivon used to stretch up and the land has sort of just been eaten away by time bandits monsters and everything else and that's where Stagthorn is now sitting
1: right yeah yes that makes
0: sense so that's that's about where the history comes from
1: cool alright so um, yes so and I spent some time talking to her yep and then I think I need to go talk to my brothers
0: of course. You want both of them at once or one at a time? Uh,
1: I think for a start we will uh, we'll want both of them at once.
0: Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, all their respective potential girlfriends are actually here as well at this, at this event. Uh huh.
1: Yes, but I think um, for this one I'm going to talk to just Tristram and Vaughn without Tristram <laughs> and Vaughn and any of Tristram and Vaughn's potential girlfriends.
0: You have both of us. And, like, Wrestling will make openly available to you guest quarters with meeting rooms and all this sort of thing. You are... It is not, perhaps, quite as nice as Stagthorn's Castle, but you're definitely in fancy, royal guest quarters. Yeah. So you are in your own private meeting room with your two brothers, Thorne.
1: So, I've talked to Wrestling. I've talked to Queen Rassaline, and I, um, know what she, um... Invited us to talk about. Indeed. She wants to marry one of us. And ally with the kingdom of Stagthor.
0: Oh, well, that's that's fantastic news, Sister Tristan. Uh, another kingdom coming into the fold, and and peacefully this time. We don't have to fight or conquer or kill anyone.
1: They're apparently a little worried about the size of our army already. But but in my defence, we're going to need at least that much if Pytax comes knocking. Cailin gets a little inward look, as though he's reviewing it, and possibly quite a few more, but... um, It's a... I think she'd be happy with any of us, but I, of course, am married already. She's interested in either of you, at which point it's a decision... That
0: both of you need to make, really. Oh, um... She... She wants to marry me? Re- really? I mean, would with, with Vaughn here? Either of us would be reasonably equally valid, politically speaking. Oh, politically speaking. Yeah, I suppose that makes sense.
1: This is a decision you've both got to think carefully about. I know that there are potentially people you could marry and Caelan will look at Vaughn and Mm -hmm. then at Tristram Mm -hmm. as he says you could marry whom you might be able to build a closer marriage with and those would also be good marriages for the kingdom. This would undoubtedly be beneficial but it closes the door to any other At least any other marriage that you might make. It's a big decision. And I think you should think not just about what's good for the kingdom, here, here he looks specifically and directly at Vaan, but about what's good for yourselves. I know, I know Father raised the two of you to consider your duty first, but this is a lifetime decision. You need to think about all the ramifications. There's no downside to it from the Kingdom's point of view that I can see. But this isn't just about the Kingdom. She's a good woman, but this is a decision that you have to make about what you want out of your lives, and it's become, as I ran into with my own timeline, and as you've run into in the past, again, looking at Van. Sometimes these things can't wait f- to grow naturally. We've got some time to think about it, but we've only got so much time.
0: Yeah, I mean, she's not looking to marry one of them by the end of this um this this ball. Yeah, you're looking at you, you know somewhere between six months to a year's worth of courtship yeah. set up, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. Um. But but you're. Fundamentally, at this point, either formalizing or not a contract to say yeah. this is going to happen, um, and both of them will nod quite quite seriously. Both of them are definitely, both Tristan and Mann are definitely thinking about this. And now comes the real question because there are there are several ways in which we can resolve this because. There's only me as the GM, being all the NPCs. Yes, I realise this. And there's you as the player, who aren't directly one really. of the people involved in these assorted romantic dilemmas. Yeah. So, you have a couple of options here as a player, otherwise. wise yep. um, You could simply leave this to the NPCs, have a bunch of off-screen conversations, and come to their conclusions, at which point I will... I'm not going to sit here and roll a bunch of dice. Yeah, but obviously, yeah. I will arbitrarily decide where this is going yeah. based on the assorted personalities of all the people involved. Uh, you can stick your aura in as Kalen. Yeah. You don't have to actively tell people do this because I told you to. Yeah. But if you make a course of intent clear that you want to steer them towards, then you can steer them towards it in character. Yeah. Um, the other one that comes to mind is you could actually play one or the other or both of them. In assorted conversations with this, <laughs> with their respective potential significant others. Yeah. So that there's actually a debate in the conversation happening. Yeah. Um. That's what I've got for you as as options. If you have any more clever thoughts or suggestions, by all means, step in.
1: Yeah. No. Um... no. I can tell you I'm definitely not going to play Varn in a conversation with turning Svetlana down. Mm-hmm. I've already broken up with Svetlana once, and was hideously painful. I'm uh-huh. not going to play a different character breaking up with Svetlana. Fair
0: enough. Um,
1: so that's definitely off the table. I would rather have some involvement in what happens here than just let them roll it through entirely of their own discretion. Cool. But... Um, at the same time, I don't want Caelan to just come in and tell them exactly what to do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So having briefed both of them as a, as a unit rather than having the conversation, I would like to give them some time to think about it and then add possibly some time to talk, to talk to people yeah, and then have the conversation with each of them about where they're at about it. Yeah. Whether we want to, say, do that after the first formal ball or how we want to roll that through.
0: Yeah, I think give them at least the evening to, to um, um, <laughs> go dance with people and, and, sort of and,
1: and, and see how they're going and stuff.
0: Yep. Cool. Okay. And, yeah, and, and Raseline is not expecting you to rush back to her with an immediate answer. Yes, yeah. it's no, fuck off, we're leaving. Yes. Yeah. Because we're so insulted by this, which yeah. would be pretty harsh. Yes,
1: yes it would indeed.
0: And pointless, because you could also politely decline. Yeah, it? yeah. Um, Alright, so we go through the fancy evening ball then. Yes. And Kaylin and Brun are just woefully out of their depth there. <laughs> oh yes. Huh? You eat a bunch of things that you're told are caviar, which are apparently some sort of like tiny black fishy eggs. Yeah. They're little and crunchy and they taste okay, especially if you dip them in this sort of goop that's with them, but you can't really see what the big deal is. They're not a, a patch on properly cooked Silver Step eels. Yeah. Or even really on a good mince pie. Yeah. Um, Rasseline is, perhaps unsurprisingly, given how graceful and footwork-oriented she is, a pretty fantastic dancer. Awesome. She will dance formally with you, and with Lan, and with Tristan. Cool. Um, and... and basically knocks your socks off. Yeah. Um, Tobias will be out and about in the evening.
1: I want to be keeping an eye on him and making certain Mm -hmm. that um, he has help if he needs it.
0: Um, He dances with Raseline as well. Awesome. Um, She is very, like, gentle with him. Yeah. Um, He dances with a bunch of the younger nobility set, of which you've effectively got... There's the one five year old girl who's up too late for this. Yeah. And then the 15 year old girl who is clearly too old for this but is doing what her parents are telling her and is sort of very awkwardly like smiling and flirting with him in a way yeah. of, I don't know why I'm doing this but mum told me to. So hi, yeah. like, boy Tobias.
1: It would, if, um, Rasaline already had a husband and had a daughter, but throwing her to Tobias would work out, would potentially work out really well. <laughs>
0: Although I think it would be very against what Caelan stands for to patronize the kids as children.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's probably fun.
0: Would would absolutely be up for that. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got no of worshippers here.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So it it is a a well put on ball that is not necessarily to Caelan's sensibilities, but you are very clearly not insulted, giggled at, pointed at, or anything in any way. If yeah. you are making any faux pas, everyone here is clearly been told to be on their best behaviour and ignores it, or yeah. sweeps it under the rug a bit.
1: So everyone just ignores what Bryn's wearing and that kind yes. of stuff.
0: She looks lovely in her uh, unique stagthorn style, you <laughs> know, garb clearly inspired by the Fae, says one of the guys very awkwardly. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Wolf skins mostly. Yes. <laughs> Wolves. Very uh pleasant creatures, I'm told. <laughs> m'lady. <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah. I figure um Brynn, we have an understanding about how long Brynn has to tolerate yeah, this before yeah. she just makes mysterious it's, vanishing.
0: It's like, Michaela will tell you this, but it's probably reasonably obvious to the player that Raseline's gone around and put some boots to asses before this happens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And said, right, everyone, on best behaviour. Yeah. It's a half-walk and a wolf girl, but we're doing what we can here.
1: Yep. Yeah. Kaelin does his best to, um, you know, tolerate making polite small talk and, mm-hmm. um, you know, actually enjoys dancing with pretty yeah. girls. Go- he actually enjoys dancing with pretty girls. Yeah. But there's no denying that the you know endless parade of, of nobles making polite conversation is definitely uh, definitely wears on him over time.
0: As I say, I doubt this is to your um, your sensibilities particularly. Yeah. But nor is it a horrible torturous experience. No, so. no.
1: I mean, you know, I've done um, I've done making polite small talk with relatives' company. Mm-hmm. So you know, at least the Mimini's are polite. Yes.
0: No. all right and there closes out the first night of balls yep and the second day is much more pleasant up Kalen's alley you're presented with basically a string of options about what you want to do which can involve going and touring some of the fisheries around it can involve um actually checking out the, the various fighting halls that yeah. the one has you know they're not putting on any formal jewels for your um entertainment or anything, but if you want sparring matches, you're welcome to go hook them with anyone of about 200 people who are up for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. And then, of course, there's the romantic trial question. Yes. <laughs> so, if you've had enough of this, we can um, knock it on the head for another day.
1: No, I'm okay um, to um, have some... Co- I don't think we want to make the big decision now, but I figure I can have some have some conversations with people.
0: Mm-hmm. And notably in the background that the camera shows of this scene of everyone sort of dancing around there's totally the thing where Van dances by with Svetlana in his arms whispering into something into her ears and then Tristan comes by with Michaela and then Tristan comes by again with Quintessa.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and then we come to the next day. Yes. You control the scene. I want to go talk to Van. Sure. And again, if you're not um, up to doing it tonight, we can put a pig in it for another day. Yep, understood. Yeah. You have Van. Um... So, well,
1: Kaelin will, um, Probably select somewhere um, quiet, and, uh, try endeavour to track him down someplace relatively quiet and yep. peaceful, like yep. um out on the, uh, out on the river's edge or yep. whatever.
0: Yep, sitting out over over the edge of one of the big stone bridges, sort of dangling your Calen. feet over the river. Not to you, Caelan, you did well last night. I know these balls aren't exactly to your taste. <sighs> Okay, well, not flops, entirely well, mine either but I think I have a great deal more experience yeah. in tolerating it at least oh,
1: I just can't oh, it's over now at least until tonight thanks I appreciate it it's um I always have this feeling everyone's pointing and laughing at me behind my back but that was of just being oversensitive little Tobias um was feeling pretty nervous with his first formal occasion. Think he did pretty well on the whole.
0: You've done a good job by that boy, all things considered. I hope so. He seemed to almost be enjoying it by the end.
1: (laughs) Well that's something I wanted to after I poked my nose in um a couple of months back, I wanted to just let well enough alone let you to work things out in your own time, but life has a way of kicking us right in the teeth. This is theoretically a good thing, but
0: it's a very fair proposal of the queen I.
1: But I want her to be happy. And I want you to be happy, too.
0: Then, there is an obvious outcome here. I should marry the Queen of Mivon and leave Lady Svetlana free to pursue her heart elsewhere.
1: That's undoubtedly the strategic, tactically sound thing to do. What do you want to do?
0: Advan sort of looks awkwardly across the river as you have a man conversation with. Yeah. there's a long, awkward. Yeah, pause. K-
1: yeah, we'll have supplied either the wine or beer. <laughs> we'll um, pass him a bottle.
0: I had, since Jumandi died, I had resigned myself to being alone. A curse on whoever it is that I would marry, if anyone, but Raseline is everything I could have hoped for. She has position, value to our kingdom. We will add value I, I will add value to hers through marriage and she is a fine woman of grace dignity. There is a lot there to be respected. I have no particularly strong love or care in my heart for her but many political marriages started on a much worse foundation uh. Long awkward pause it is perhaps not my place to tell you this I, I spoke to Svetlana about this she implied that it would be best for Stagthorn if I were to go ahead with it and I'm sure I must have misinterpreted it she was offering to serve as my mistress should such a marriage take place.
1: No, I don't think she did misunderstand.
0: It is a commodity that I'm sure Queen Rast would be uh, more than capable of dealing with. I would expect that while well, she has been unmarried, here and live on for a substantial for for the last thirty thirty years or so. I imagine it is unlikely that she has not had a string of courtesans or lovers or companions of her own, and would likely continue to do so after the marriage. Sweetlana doesn't think that she's good enough
1: to be your wife. I think is why she's offering, and she doesn't want to do what's wrong for the kingdom any more than you do. I can quite understand that. But I think the two of you need to think about what you want and not just what the kingdom needs if we're ever going to get this sorted out.
0: With Svetlana's proposal, we could have both of the sort. It is not Ideal, but uh, as mar- marriage in noble circles is, is simply not, you have had a very unusual experience of it. I know, but
1: I know I know the way Aristotle looks at it isn't the way everyone looks at it. But in my book, there's trouble that comes of trying to have one's cake and eat it too. They're both good women, but I think trying to divide yourself between them is only going to lead you to pain. I think if you and Svetlana want each other, you should think
0: seriously about marrying there. I would not want Stagthorn to lose this opportunity.
1: I can see where Tristram's at about it. But I think in the long haul, we'd be better to lose the opportunity than to sacrifice one of you for it. I know you've been putting your duty before everything else for such a long time. You may have forgotten to how it is to tell what you want, but if you didn't have any other considerations, if you didn't have other duties, what would you want to do?
0: Marry Svetlana, of course. But I do have other weights and other duties the weights of the lives of the people who have already died to make Van Holt what it is, to make Stagford what it is, they relied on me to do what is best for all of us. You've
1: still got people depending on you. So do I. But Van Holt, the people of Van Holt are all right. The ones that are alive, are alive and out in the world again, building their community. They'll always need you, but they're all right. And the ones that died have passed on to their afterlives, to their gods. You will always be who you are, you'll always be the son of a noble house. You'll always be. You always have gifts and talents. Not everyone has. You'll always have responsibilities, but those things don't have to drown out. They don't have to be all you are. I wouldn't advise you to marry for love if your heart wasn't already given. If you hadn't found someone, if you'd made attempts at political alliances and hadn't found someone that you cared about, then I'd have no objection to you marrying Rasseline. She's a good woman, and I think she could make you a good wife. But I don't think you should marry her if your heart is given elsewhere. I know you could do. I know. I know you're a man of duty. I know you could do that, and I think in time. You could build a strong alliance with her. Certainly it. And I might not be right. But it doesn't feel
0: like the right path. I will consider this. Much will I suppose depend on Tristan's decision.
1: I'll talk it over with him as well. Okay.
0: Yeah. Do you want to go to a Tristan conversation? Yes, I do want okay. to. Um, yeah. So Vaughn was looking very serious and in deep contemplation. Uh, Tristan, on the other hand, is sort of bouncing off the walls when you go to see him. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks very animated and alert and alive. And you know, he says, "Oh, Caitlin, um boy, have I got stuff to talk to you about." Um, goes over, sort of shuts doors. Um, but but I, I suppose you should go first if it's kingdom business stuff. No, go ahead. Tell me what you've got. Um. So um, and he he starts to flush. And he says, "Um, I I thought about what you said, and the the situation with Rasseline and I I went to speak to both of them, um, Michaela and and Quintessa and um." I thought if we could all sit down at the same time, but um he he, he looks sort of confused. I just I couldn't seem to get them in the same room at the same time. Like he's openly proposed that and they've just run circles around them and evaded each other without blinking.
1: Yeah, that's um Well, the gods be thanked that you're still in one piece. Lad, never sit two women down in the kid. Never sit two women down in the same room and ask which one of them's going to get you. Never ever. This probably isn't something that's going to come up a whole hell of a lot, but but don't ever do that.
0: It sort of seems a little like what how you went about this.
1: I didn't put the two of them. I didn't put Switzerland in the room in the same room in the same room and ask which one of them was going to have me. You can tell because I haven't got any stored wounds or bite marks.
0: Um... Or burn marks, I suppose. In any case, I I couldn't get them both to sit down and and talk to me. I... I I went and had a very confusing conversation with with Michaela. Um... She said that I should... If I was so inclined, I I should absolutely take up Rastaline's offer, but uh, that that she thought Vaughn would probably take it up first. Um she said that um, she said that love was for children and fairy tales and I shouldn't worry about that sort of thing but she didn't sound like she meant it, you know? Yeah, I know. But then she said that I didn't really understand what I'd be getting into with her and I didn't understand who she was and I mean I told her that, that she doesn't have anything to hide? I mean, she's free to tell me whatever she likes, and it it would be fine because hell, I'm I'm not even a human being technically, and um, I don't see what difference it would make. But, but she she said I wouldn't understand, and and, and I sort of I, I i get an understanding of what you were talking about with Brynn and how woman can be complicated or woman can be very straightforward.
1: Mikhail is definitely the complicated kind.
0: Um, I couldn't find Quintessa to to speak with her last night, but, um, when I went back to my room, and he he flushes again slightly, um, she was, she was, she was waiting for, for me there. Ah, right, yep. Um, and she she had on a a, a, a very lovely sort of a choker type necklace that, that very much accented her her, her eyes uh-huh and um, that that was about, about it all that she um, had on yes right <laughs> uh, she was she she was much clearer than than Michaela about what what she wanted and, and when, and where, and how, and... It was very instructive. The books don't quite do justice to it.
1: So, you and her... Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that's going to make things all sorts of complicated. All right, and um, I really don't need to hear any more about that. But uh, when... I feel this... This need to brag about it for some reason. <laughs> All right. Well, if you want to, that's fair enough. <laughs> so I'm going to let him. Them...
0: But but I understand what you're saying with a woman who's just straightforward and and tells you right what she wants. I and
1: when you know other things had taken place. Uh huh. Did she say what she wanted in terms of? You know, all the politics and that kind of thing? Uh, Is she hoping you'll marry her, or is she offering to be...
0: Quintessa said she'd she'd support me in any decision that I wanted to make, because she trusted to to my intelligence, and she said she trusted what sort of man I was. But, um, I I mean, I... I think she may have been offering to put herself forward as a mistress, perhaps, if if that was the situation that was on the table, but that's not going to happen. I mean, I'll marry her, of course, if she'll have me. It's the right thing to do.
1: Okay... (laughs)
0: You leave it to the NPCs, This is this is what.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're sorting themselves out. That's how it goes. So you've made up your mind between the two of them, then, I presume.
0: <laughs> oh, um, I'm certainly not um, going to pursue a relationship with Michaela, having having done that with. Um, well, certainly not. Uh, I suppose if Quintessa and I didn't work out, but I mean, certainly not at the same time. Who would who would do that? You'd you'd want to leave a good gap between them, anyway, even if things didn't work out between Quintessa and I. Aye, aye, a
1: a sound a sound plan, yeah.
0: (laughs) Carolyn winces. I I don't. I'm sure I don't need to tell you this.
1: (laughs) No, other than that, the hard way. No, no, that's that's fine. I'm not sure what to do. That, um... I, um... Wish you all the best with it. I'm not certain
0: what to do about this. And, uh, if you want to draw information off him, you're welcome to give me a sense motive check here. Yes. Whether or not you want to draw the information.
1: I I want to know. Uh, that's another mighty 14.
0: Okay, so... From the sounds of things, Quintessa just pretty blatantly, flat out seduced them. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um,
0: I, I got that. Which he didn't see coming. Yeah. Which he's very delighted with for very obvious reasons. Yeah. Um. But um. It, it's definitely something that's hit him out of left field that he's now rolling with as quickly as he can. Yeah. And as quickly and as best as he thinks he can. Yeah. Because whatever else, he was not expecting that to happen last night. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, and unfortunately in a competition between um, Quintessa and Michaela, Quintessa has made it all the way around the starting field before Michaela... Uh, has made it all the way back to the finish line before Michaela has left the block.
0: Michaela
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> looks kind of pensive.
0: Yeah. Tristan just sort of looks happy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, I'm glad (laughs) it's worked out well enough for you, then. If, um, I think, um, I have a notion of, um, what, um, Mikhail is worrying about, and I don't think it has to, um, be a stumbling block if she finds the right person, but I think the... Well, um, you and she might work out well enough in other circumstances. I think you're right that the sleeping with Quintessa is going to be a bit of a stumbling block in that regard. (laughs) And if you, um, if you want to see where things are going with Quintessa and, um, you know, given time, maybe propose to her, that's, um, that's your, that's your business. I think, um, that's well enough. I think, um, that, um... Means you're not exactly available for um for wrestling.
0: Uh, no, I'm I'm afraid I couldn't do that.
1: That's okay by me. That's
0: well enough by me. I mean, it. I I suppose if there was no one else, no other circumstances, I, I'd be prepared to settle for a political marriage. But I mean. What I have with Quintessa is love, right? That's more important. That's. Uh... <laughs> I see you're looking at your dice, you're welcome to tell me what you want or do things
1: uh, look, I'm kind of. What I want to know is whether Quintessa thinks it's love, but I'm probably yeah, but not. You to draw that information from, from
0: him. Tristram, yeah. you You can only. If he had doubts about her, you could draw it off him. But yeah. But you can't draw information about what she thinks out of a conversation with him.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's all right.
0: I mean, she's here in the palace. She's available in the castle. She's available yeah. to you.
1: Yeah, this seems like inappropriate. Um, <laughs> uh, no, that's all right. I um, will leave that there. Yep. And um, curious as I am, that's probably not... Um, that's probably not um what I'm looking for. What I'm looking for What I'm looking for is someone who doesn't have a dog in this flight that I can talk to.
0: In terms of people that are here? Yeah. I can give you the sort of list you've got. Yeah,
1: um so I'm looking for someone who isn't Svetlana Lana, Michaela or Quintessa.
0: Yep. Yeah. Isn't Sweet Lara with and Chris probably isn't Tristan or Van.
1: Isn't Tristan Orvan and I'm not talking to Queen Vestias. Yeah. That's everybody, isn't
0: it? Um well there's Tobias. And Bryn. And Bryn, yes.
1: Yeah. Because
0: unfortunately you have bought the entire Romantic Triangle with you. Yeah, yes, yes I have.
1: <laughs> Alright, um Then I think it's going to have to be that I go talk to Svitlana. <laughs> cool.
0: Uh, well, I remember to do this before it passes by me entirely. Uh, can you give me a spot check interactively for last night?
1: Whatever it was, I didn't see it. I suspect... Ooh.
0: It's a six. Okay. So there were, you know, a 1000000 snowballs and hang a Yeah, Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Carolyn slipped into a huge nice. State in
1: there somewhere.
0: Uh, Veska definitely got slightly weirder reactions from people, and she's definitely not trained in ball. Like, everyone just sort of did their awkward best around it. Yeah. Um, she was moving and shaking with people. Yeah. Um... And then the camera pans in on what you didn't see, which is as Caelan's got his back turned, she sort of reaches in and hands across a big bag of gold to some sailory-looking types. Um, and they make some sort of deal and shake hands and engage in business behind Kalen's back. Uh,
1: yeah, that's right. <laughs> I think I can see where that's going.
0: And... Yes, then we cut back to It's the Future, you want to go and talk to Svetlana. Yeah. As always, I am here.
1: Oh. This is a bit of a mess and no mistake. I wanted to talk to you about this whole situation.
0: You mean with Queen Rast Selene? Yeah, that's... and Vaan. Of course. Um, my understanding is that uh, the is that the proposal between the two of them is looking very beneficial for stagholm I see very little reason why it should not go ahead. It will doubtlessly be the best for both of them.
1: I want to think about what's best for you and him. I haven't talked to you about this before because I'm on very shaky ground talking to you about this kind of thing.
0: I understand that there is a lot of past and history and awkwardness between us, Galen, but if we cannot be honest with each other, then we have nothing.
1: And I feel like we've managed to get past the worst of when we were having particularly bad times and that we're friends. And That's I'm, hand. I'm very happy with that. I think you love Van, And I think Van loves you. And I think if he marries her because it's good for the kingdom, he's going to regret it in the long run.
0: Love does not move Kingdoms.
1: If Mivon wants to make an alliance with us, it would doubtless be very beneficial. But we are who we are. If they want to make an alliance with us, that's down to them.
0: If Lord Tristan is available and willing, then uh, th- th- perhaps there are other alternatives to this. He is not presently engaged to anyone else. He is uh, a, perhaps too young for her, but stranger things have happened in politics.
1: I've had a conversation with Tristram he is if not engaged elsewhere he has taken on a commitment elsewhere
0: really I would not have thought that Michaela would have been uh, well I... it's uh, not her
1: Oh, that slut.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Lady Monet.
1: I was hoping in time, he and Michaela it would seem that time ran out.
0: Action. Time has pushed her hand. I can't believe that... I perhaps thought Tristan was a little, uh... She makes me... Now that I have been introduced to the concept.
1: (laughs) No, I think he's always had an eye for the ladies, but... um... I'm not certain if this is in his best interests in the long term, but I don't think he was ever very interested in a political... having talked to him a bit more about it, I don't think he was ever very interested in a political marriage. He's always wanted love. However, whatever road he chooses to find it, I don't think he's an ideal match. Particularly not now. Which means there's no... I wasn't... honestly though... Even if neither of them had made any kind of move last night, and both of them had told them that, you know, he should think about what was best for the kingdom, and et cetera, et cetera I'm not certain it would be for the best. If Van heart wasn't elsewhere, then I think he and Rastaline could make a go of it.
0: But... I have made this difficult.
1: N- Nay, lass. I think... It's time that the two of you stopped thinking about what was best for the kingdom, and started thinking about what was best for each other. What's, move on could bring a lot to us. We could bring a lot to move on. We can look into other ways to tie our, to tie ourselves together, but Love matters. Kingdoms aren't the only thing that is important. And you two have had enough suffering. You're due happiness. You know dead Eye teaches teachers that strong bonds are what build communities. You deserve more than an arrangement where He's given elsewhere and you have him below stairs. And that's not, that's not the right way of doing things. I know that the people wink at it in politics all the time, but it's not the right way of doing things.
0: It is not. But perhaps if the choice is that or nothing, the right thing is to do nothing.
1: Lass, this this is the chance he can't he needs to know where you stand if he's going to make this decision, you've told him you'd be available to him anyway if you want this you've got to let him know that you want him that if you can have him you want him
0: I have come a long way in my life, but I have come from nothing. I am an orphan whose parents had no want or use for me. I am I don't know where I am, who I am, where I come from, where my bloodline where my bloodline comes from. I made a far better match than I ever thought I would you know, in like. Oleg and yet I in the end I outgrew him I do not want to live on regretting this I do not want to be in a position where I will outgrow decisions that I will be forced to live with but, I do not know how someone like me is supposed to love a man like that. I do not know how to be. To be what he needs, I would have had to have been born different. Not who and what I am. I will take your hands.
1: Les, you're a paladin.
0: Of no breeding with a father, with a, with a son by his brother. If I were to marry him, it would follow him for the rest of his life. What if he then comes to regret it? What if he comes to outgrow a foolish decision he has made while a woman is young and pretty? will not be young and pretty forever but a political marriage brings stability peace, long term consequences all the things Van has spent his life building towards
1: his father married for political advantage and regretted it when he married again he married for love I don't think Van should wait till he's 80 to marry you if he wants to marry you he should do it while he's still young while you can still build a life together if you think that you'll outgrow each other if you think in your heart of hearts that that you that you'll outgrow him or that he'll outgrow you that you'll if you think in your heart of hearts that you'll outgrow him if you think he's not the one for you then only you can make that decision. But he's carrying weights of his own, which make him unwilling to come to your bed. That's why he's been offering his political marriages elsewhere. It's not because he thinks you're unworthy of him. It's because he thinks you're too good for him. He's The last time he married a woman, he led her to her death.
0: Yes, I can understand that one.
1: Anyone would be fortunate to marry you. The things that you're concerned with, if I'd used those kind of metrics before we started all this, I'd have let Tristram be the king. His blood's much better for it. He's a pure-born noble, not a half walk of no particular breeding, except on the wrong side of the blankets. But I went for what I wanted, both times. And with founding the kingdom and with marrying Britain. And I may have regretted... Not being able to have everything I could want.
0: uh, uh,
1: But I don't regret choosing someone I loved and building a life with her. And I don't think you would either.
0: I learned at the end. to let go of my hate. Perhaps this time that I let go of my grief. I... I need to speak to her. Bless you, Kayla. And she gets up, kisses you on the shake, and exits the room post-haste. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, and then um, if you don't mind me NBCing NBCing. No, no, the, the
1: yeah. I, I I really don't need to see the scenes where they all talk to each
0: other. Um, as in you don't want to see them talk to each other. Uh, no, no,
1: I'm uh, no, no. You, yes, yes, I do want to see you. Yes, yes. Sorry, I didn't understand what you are saying. Yes, I want to see them talk to each other.
0: So we then cut to Van sitting in the same bridge. Yeah, in the same place that he's been sitting all day. Yeah, He's got a fishing rod just kind of stuck up next to him. Yeah. The line has run completely taunt and is jerking several times. He's more or less just ignoring it and kind of sitting with his Eldori longsword out over his lap, kind of flicking the blade, checking it, polishing it. It's clean within an inch yeah. of its life. He's still meticulously polishing it with his mind completely elsewhere staring off into the horizon just as it's coming to sunset. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Svetlana sits down next to him and he looks over at her and says, ah, Lady Svetlana, Ivan, I have come to a decision. I... Would not see you, disgraced. Whatever this is, he sort of puts a hand, them. he sort of puts a hand between them and gestures back and forth between them. I think it is time that we, and she reaches out, grabs his hand as he's just gesturing it to her, grabs it, squeezes it tight with all of her fairly impressive strength, she says, no. I have done enough listening for today. It's time to you, for you to listen to me. Vaughn looks slightly surprised and... All right. I love you, Vaughn You are perhaps the finest man that I have ever had the, have the privilege of knowing. You do not think you are good enough for me. I do not think that... I am good enough for you both of us are very foolish and both of us are going to be very miserable if we continue down this road and let our foolishness dictate our choices there is what is right for the kingdom and there is what is right for our hearts but in the end one will become the other if we follow the kingdom to the ruin of our hearts then our hearts will ruin what is built for stake for here what Ella still teaches us is to love and care for each other first. And we must listen to our hearts. And she grabs his hand and puts it over her heart. And he sort of looks quite startled and then starts to make little but, but, but gestures. And she just puts the other hand <laughs> out over his mouth and puts two fingers across it. Um, she says, I love you, but. I would marry you here and now and be considered ever so much richer for it. If you will only take me as a mistress, I would understand that. And he sort of behind the fingers. (laughs) But if you would have me as a wife, then I will do that now. Thorn, will you marry me? And she takes the fingers off his mouth. And he... Yes. Of course. But I... (laughs) Back on the fingers again. No more buts. No more weighing up the options. You love me. And you want to marry me. And in the end, that is worth more, perhaps, than even kingdoms. We have both been through enough pain and false love to know that is true. Yes? Takes the fingers <laughs> away. Yes, but. <laughs> yes? And she takes the fingers away again. He sighs, takes one long, deep breath, and. Yes. The lady <laughs> takes her hand plants a deep kiss on it, and the two of them lean in towards each other. But what about move on? There are ways, and then there's the right way, and it is our job to do the right, do things the right way. It will work itself out in the end, one way or another. If not in our lifetime, then in our children's. children. Of course. I am still young, yet. And you, I happen to know, are a man of great endurance and stamina and a master of a blade. <laughs> and he smiled at I suppose that's true. You've been speaking to my brother, haven't you? I owe your brother. Both your brothers. A great deal. But for right now, they are elsewhere, and you and I are here, and now. And that is what matters. Hey. Be damned with it all, then. drops <laughs> the long, sword, dips her over the edge of the bridge and smooches her. Sweet. <laughs> and then we pad up to the moon, high up upper- at rising in the sky now. Uh, uh, uh. And is that where we end session? Then? Yep,
1: I think so.
0: <laughs> okay. What will happen then to Miffon, with both brothers rejecting Queen Rasseline? Voice of the editor here. Just to explain to you, our listeners, a small side gag that came up in this episode. Uh, in the background of our Kingmaker campaign, I'm also running a solo campaign Using the ruins of Aslant Adventure Path for another player entirely. And she decided that she wanted to play a lizard folk from Mirkvale. And so now, in the background of Kingmaker, Queen Veskut is getting funding and help from Mivon to send a ship out to the Arcadian Isles to found a colony of lizard folk out there. Those events aren't going to touch terribly much on our Kingmaker campaign, but they're making them up in passing, so this is just to give you an understanding of what's happening there.